Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your girl, Simon the Bomb. And you know what? It's cold in my house right now. It's supposed to be the springtime. And I'm cold. It's like, it's like, like, normally in my house, like, the heat rises. It goes to the top. So, like, you can feel almost a difference in temperature as you go up the stairs. Like, it gets warmer. But for some reason, it's colder up here right now. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I do like sleeping in the cold better than the warmth because I don't like getting too hot. Anyway, I hope the weather is nice for you. If it is, go outside and do something, uh, which is I should take my own advice because I never go outside. So you can't watch anime outside, okay? <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It is April 26, 2019. And I got a whole mess of news for you. I have, all, of course, I have all like the non-anime stuff at the beginning, and then I have a bunch, a bunch of anime stuff. And I didn't have like, so you know how I tried to do like uh, hype anime stuff, like like upcoming shows, upcoming manga, things like that, like in the beginning as well. Well, there was not enough to do like a whole its own section, so I kind of just riddled it throughout the just the anime section of the newscast. But anyway. I got a bunch of stuff, dude. Bunch of stuff. So much stuff. I have so much stuff that you're going to be like, you're going to at me after you hear this episode. You're going to at me on Discord and you're going to be like, son, that was a lot of stuff. Nice one. High five. Okay, let's do it. So, first of all, two things, okay, before we start. I got to just say two things. This episode is dedicated to Kazuo Koike. He, <laughs> so, uh... Tonto in our Discord was like, because the last newscast I mentioned Monkey Punch, and uh, Monkey Punch had died like a couple days before I recorded that one, and Kazuo Koike had died like that day I recorded it. If you don't know who he is, he's a very famous manga uh, writer and novelist. He did Lone Wolf and Cub. He did the Hulk manga that ran in the 70s for like not even a year. Like not even like it ran for like three, four, two months, not even. Path of the Assassin, Wounded Man, Mad Bull 34, uh, X-Men Unlimited number 50. He did, like, the cover for it. Oda Nobunaga it was one of the later ones he did. More importantly, though, he did the famous Crying Freeman. If you've never read that manga, it's... Oh, man. It's, it's, it's fucking dope. It's, it's, it's a really cool manga. I really like it. It's just straight-up assassin, espionage criminal underworld shit like it's so dope and there's actually an american live action adaptation of it in the 80s starring mark tacascos which is hilarious but um there's also an ova that follows like it chronicles the first like volume i think first two volumes of the manga but you should uh read it if you have not read it um speaking of live action that's like the big piece i got at the end i got an opinion piece at the end with live action so anyway uh, shout out to Kazuo Koike. This is dedicated to you. I'm sorry I didn't mention you in the last newscast. Um, this one's for you. You died literally like two or three days after Monkey Punch died. So I hope you guys are up there having a great time. And uh, rest in paradise, dog. Love you. Um, also, the second thing I wanted to mention is if you go to Pornhub and you watch B-Porn, the like ad revenue and stuff and whatever else they get from like the bee porn they donated to bee conservation 
I don't know how I found that information. I think I found it on Facebook. I was just scrolling and somebody shared it. Lo and behold, I went to Pornhub to check. There's legit, like, it's just videos of bees, like, that they took from, I don't know, probably just old National Geographic. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I know Pornhub have their own, they have their own, like, producers and shit. So, I don't know, maybe Pornhub filmmakers went and, like, did actual shots of bees or something. But, like, <laughs> you should you should do that. If you're, if you're already fabbing, you know, you might as well. Uh, conservation of bees. There you go. So here we go. And also, too, remember, last newscast, I started to shout out the weekend sales of right stuff. So I'm going to start with that, and then we're going to get into the rest of the news, okay? And then we'll take, a, we'll take a short break before I get into the anime section, and then we'll be good to go. Good to go. So for right stuff, weekend sale, here's what I got. I got two things going on. Figure sale, this weekend only, 22% off. So that's pretty good. There's there's some Nendos here for like 50 bucks. They're they're down to 40. Um there's a Catwoman Ninja edition from the Batman Ninja. The Nendroid of Catwoman from that uh is 50 in the Harley Quinn. They're both they're, sh- they're both like 50 and they're down to 40. So that's pretty sweet. Um there's a lot of Nendos actually. There's a Yuri uh Plasetsky from Yuri on Ice. He's 42 down to 35. There's a cool Magic Knight Ray Earth of Foo for 55 instead of 70 22% off is not i mean it's a weird i don't know that's kind of a weird number i don't know why it's 22 but i mean it's decent there's a lot of there's some really cool figures on here um that i especially with there's a wonder woman nendo oh my god that's cute that's super adorable there's a couple of d there's a lot of dc things too there's uh superman batman and the flash uh from the justice league movie these are pretty big figures though so that's why they're on there the Escaflone Black figure, limited edition. Oh, I might have to buy this. This is on sale for. This has a bigger discount than the twenty-two percent off, or either that or it's a glitch because it says eighty-eight ninety-nine crossed off nine ninety-nine. How big is this? What is this? Oh, it's eight inches, so it's like. That's almost. I mean. That's pretty decent. I kind of want that. I don't know. You know what? I think it's old. Oh, that's right. It was included in the DVD box set. That's why. Hmm. That's funny. They're selling just the figure by itself. So there's that. The second sale is... (laughs) The second sale is the adult weekend sale. 40% off of... uh, And you know, so like... (laughs) So production company... I don't know if you know this, but like... You know, when you watch hentai on, or, you know, even just Japanese porn on porn websites, you know, they don't have the correct title on there. The translation's fucked up, you know, or or it'll just say the Japanese name, you know. A, a lot of the time, and I don't, I don't know how it works for when America companies, American companies license these, but they obviously, like, change the title or translate it poorly. Um, they sound way more like American like porn DVD titles than or Blu-ray titles than 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 you'd think. So there's like okay, there's teen tryouts too. <laughs> this is bad. A handmade sexual tale. That's that's fucking terrible. Come covered faces. That's straight straight to the point. I'm into it. Come covered faces. College cuties. Shameless public sex. Like these are all, most of these are DVDs. Like they must be old because a lot of these are like 
it's 40% off, right? So a lot of these are like 30 bucks, 25 bucks, and they're down to like, you know, 8, 10, 9, 15. Uh, my cousins love my big tits. I'm into it. I'm into it. Fuck my dirty shithole. Let's see how much this one is. 15 bucks. I'm going to buy this one. Fuck my dirty. <laughs> I'm going to ask Trisha if she'll buy it for me. What else do we have? Vagina. <laughs> there's also manga on here, you guys. There's there's doujins and manga. Va- Vagina Manifesto the manga. There you go. There's also um there's also gay stuff on here. So like there's there's um there's boy on boy stuff, Yuri, girl on girl stuff, woman on woman stuff. Pet Humiliation Diary the manga. Bondage Mansion. That's an old one. I remember seeing this one like at a Shinders. Like, a long time ago. Uh, or not a Shinders. Probably some other, like, magazine or something. Because I couldn't go into the 18-plus section when Shinders was around. Anyone you can do, I... Anyone you can do, I can do better. That's funny. Love on the job. No money. Nah, relatable. G-Taste Heat Wave. <laughs> Get out of here. Swing Out Sisters. This one's an old one. Slave Contract. That's terrible. Sensitive Pornograph. Not pornography, pornograph. Sensitive pornograph. Uh, Kisaku the Lech. Oh, it's like some old dirty man. Stainless Knight. I remember this one. This one's about like a... This one's about like a robot chick, right? And she's like the maid and then she grows a pee-pee. Linnea is her name. Something like that. It's like Yuri, but she got she got a... She got a she got a penis, I'm pretty sure. Shout out to fucking gender norms, okay? Fuck fuck the gender norms. That's what's up. Dude, okay, but I really want fuck my dirty shithole. So someone buy this for me. It's on it's in stock, fourteen dollars seventy five cents. Let me know if you're gonna buy that for me. I'm totally gonna I'm totally gonna get this. Fuck my dirty shithole. And if you look it's got you even got a picture of the front of the cover and the back of the cover, the back of the the case, and the slogan at the top is fuck my tight ass. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna what? I'm gonna post this in the Discord right now. <laughs> See if someone will buy it for me. I'm doing this live. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. You can I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it so you guys can hear me type. <laughs> I put someone buy this for me. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's move on before I just like read the rest of the damn titles on here. So there's your right stuff shout out, okay? So that's the weekend sale. So I like doing that because when you guys listen to me on the newscast on Saturdays, when this episode comes out, you guys can be like, oh shit, let me go check it out real quick. So it's perfect, perfect timing. Um, Anime Central is May 18th, and I just wanted to bring that up because I was on Right Stuff's page earlier when I was looking at the porn. I was on Right Stuff's page, and they're going to be there, obviously. Anime Central, the biggest Midwest anime manga convention, actually just one of the biggest anime conventions in general. Um, you know, I've never been, but I know a lot of friends that go, and a, a lot of the homies that I have in the Midwest, and I think there's a lot of Discord homies in the Midwest that go, too. So that's May 18th. So get your cosplay on! I think my cousin's going. My cousin Mario, he he used to a lot, um, but he hasn't really been going to conventions lately. But uh, Nickelodeon releases official SpongeBob meme figures. These are figures. They're they're like I think they're like probably four inches tall, something like that. Just little figures, you know, not movable or anything. 
but they they're figures of the memes. So the the SpongeBob like things that are used in internet memes a lot. So there's like the handsome Squidward. There's the Patrick with like his mouth like upside down open. The caveman SpongeBob. The SpongeBob with the imagination rainbow. And then the the SpongeBob where he's like kind of clucking like a chicken, like all stupid looking. The the one you used to mock people with, you know. Apparently that one, the mocking SpongeBob is is already sold out. It like sold out within like the moment it went on sale. I, I'm I'm I think is what happened, which is pretty funny um, because that's like the one that's used the most. The that and the imagination one, and pretty much I don't know SpongeBob. There's so, there's a thing for every kind of meme now, like every kind of relatable meme. There's always a SpongeBob thing for it, moment for it that you can find. This next thing is super fucking cool. I have to talk about this because it's super dope. Um, Magic the Gathering just came out with their set, War of the Spark. And if you don't know that much about Magic the Gathering, um, the card game, I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening right now knows what Magic the Gathering is. But what I'm saying is if you don't know much about like the the content of the cards, basically there's always a story that comes with each set of of the of an overarching because basically in magic the gathering what you are is you're like a wizard or you're a planeswalker and you're summoning spells from your library of spells that's the gist of magic the gathering and so when planeswalkers became a thing they became really important characters in the story and planeswalkers are these powerful beings who who roam the land and are just master spellcasters they're they're huge huge, huge characters, and you can summon them to be extra players on your side of the field and everything. They're fucking dope. Okay, so just uh, that's a quick rundown of Planeswalkers, all right? The War of the Spark is said to be one of the... a big chapter of Magic the Gathering that's been... that's ending. It's been a big war between Planeswalkers. People have been betrayed. People have been turned from light to good, from or not light to good, but from dark to light, from light to dark good to bad, bad to good. Characters have betrayed each other, have fallen in love with each other, have there was the the time where they they ended up on the plains of Zendikar and they woke up these huge huge fucking gods and all this crazy stuff. There's just been a whole big crazy story of stuff and War of the Spark is said to end a lot of arcs and overarching things and stories that have been going on between these planeswalkers and and stuff like that and major characters. All that stuff. So most of these Planeswalkers are recognizable characters that have been throughout the game for a long time. Liliana Vess, Soren Markov, uh, Johnny Vengeant, bunch of people. It's just really fucking cool. Nicobolus. If you've ever played Magic the Gathering, you know what I'm talking about. So the reason I bring it up is because not only is War of the Spark like this big kind of ending thing, it's they did this collaboration with the Japanese set. Because Magic the Gathering comes out pretty much in most countries, okay? Uh, Germany, Spanish, uh, any pl- bunch of places in the UK. If there's French cards, there's Japanese cards, there's Chinese cards. There's a bunch, okay? And the Japanese set, they did a collaboration with the Japanese set where like over 30-some, an- like not 30-some, over 10 or so anime artists did the artwork for a lot of these cards, so, like, there's the regular Planeswalker art, and then there's the anime version of it. And 
Yoshitaka Amano, the artist famous for doing, you know, the Final Fantasy art. He also did art for Gwyn Saga, Speed Racer, Vampire Hunter D. But most famous for Final Fantasy. He did one of Liliana Vess. Oh my god, dude. It is just the most craziest thing. Some of these look fucking dope. Like, Soren Markov, if you know who he is, for those of you guys who play Magic, like, his card looks the best. He just looks badass. It, it's it's really amazing. If you go to the Magic the Gathering website, you can see all of them, uh, full scans of each card, both their regular version and their anime counterpart are are uploaded onto their website. So the thing about Planeswalkers is normally they're, they're the mythic rare cards or the rare cards. They, you know, they, they um, you know, about f- a few come in each set, you know. Sometimes there, I've seen sets that come with five, eight, ten of them, you know. This set has all 36 Planeswalkers in it. So the way to obtain these, if you want to obtain these, other than I'm sure like ordering it from Troll and Toad or eBay or whatever, is if you get a Japanese booster pack you owe one planeswalker comes in every booster it's a 50 percent chance that that planeswalker will be the anime version of it so that's pretty high chances so i don't imagine it getting going to be too hard to obtain these cards i'm for sure going to buy a bunch of them just to have them because i i love some of the artists i know and i love some of these planeswalkers just look fucking badass obnixilis is one of them and just oh my god fucking cool anyway thought i'd bring that up because i know there's a lot of magic players in our discord and a lot of magic players who listen you know nick is also a huge uh magic player he's played it for years he's he's pretty good uh next piece of news overwatch introduces workshop for custom game rules and scripting this is really fucking cool okay because that means this mode will include pre-built examples for players to upon a lookup such as floor is lava mode called molten floor but you can change rules and stuff to make like super custom like levels and stuff dude it, it seems really fucking dope in the newest overwatch developer update blizzard vice president jeff kaplan took the traditional video camera motif to announce the newest feature coming to the premiere competitor overwatch the new mode is a scripting program that lets players essentially futz with the game's modifiable code to create things and go as far as to edit their heroes to their liking Dude, it's going to be cool. And, like, you can just play these crazy-ass game modes. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of them that become really popular. You know, this is very reminiscent of, like, when Warcraft 3 came out and everybody made all those custom Warcraft 3 maps and games. That's how Dota became a thing. Dota originally started on Warcraft 3. Um, that's why Dota is called Dota 2 and not just Dota. But depends. there was also this thing, Angel Arena. So I imagine it's going to be like that, okay? it's It's pretty sweet. So for you Overwatch players. Also, the Storm Rising event is still going on. I believe it goes on till next week or the week after. So hit that up. Uh, update on the PlayStation 5. The price is actually going to be much cheaper than expected. With the price point for the PS5 currently being speculated at 600 one analyst is saying that that is off the mark. Um, if you remember the PS3 coming out, the PS3 first came out retail at $600. Everyone was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, that is expensive. Holy shit. And then the PS4, when the PS4 came out, it came out at $400. And that's just like, so you're telling me that the PS5 is going to be cheaper than $600. Then you're already like, you already got me sold on <laughs> Yeah, you already got me sold on that bitch. I remember when the PS3 came out and it was $600 and everybody was just like, oh my God, it was people are tripping. 
But, you know, as technology goes forward, we're finding new ways to make things smaller, more efficient. You know, I used to carry – I used to have things on – that carried data that was only 128, you know, megabytes big on these big, huge floppy disks. 100, 100 megabytes on a floppy disk is was, was big back then, and the floppy disk is as big as my fucking hand. Now you have these little SD cards that are as big as your, your thumbnail – that hold 16 gigs, you know what I mean? So there you go. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, so I, I want to talk about this real quick just because it's fucking awesome. But, you know, I talked about Disney+. Plus. There was an The list got updated, and some things I didn't mention last time. Every animated Disney movie you could think of, at least most of them, from... From Aristocats all the way up to Zootopia. You know what I mean? Uh, Cinderella, Snow White's Disney live action. Now, if you remember, people are all talking about Disney live actions and how they're a thing now. No, they were a thing back then, okay? 101 Dalmatians starring Glenn Close was a live action that came out in, like, the 90s. They were, they've always been a thing. They've been a thing for a long time. They're just surging with new ones now because the CG technology is better to make like Aladdin and Lion King and all that. But yeah, 101 Dalmatians. It, that that was I saw that in the theater when I was a kid, the live action one. So pretty much all of those are going to be on there. All four Pirates of the Caribbean, all three Santa Claus movies, Saving Mr. Banks, Tron and Tron Legacy, Christopher Robin, which I fucking love, love Christopher Robin, um, the Mighty Ducks. The Disney Channel is going to have so many cartoon shows. I'm not going to go through all those just because nobody really cares. But if you're if you grew up at the time I grew up, even Stevens, The Cheetah Girls, Kim Possible, a bunch of Disney Channel original movies, which are great movies by the way, um, a bunch of Animal Planet stuff, Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted, Life Below Zero, Science Fair, Rocky Mountain, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, The Muppets bunch of shows oh and also because they own fox now or part of fox you know certain things about fox all 30 seasons of the simpsons is going to be on there so that's fucking crazy okay um for star wars pretty much every star wars movie that's out right now is going to be on it i'm talking about you guys i'm talking about on launch i'm i'm specifically talking about on launch these are going to come out it's even going to launch with star wars episode nine because by the time Disney Plus comes out, that is already going to be in the theater or out of the theater. So it's going to launch with Episode Nine and every Star Wars movie before that, including Rogue One and Solo and everything like that. And The Mandalorian is just their Disney Plus exclusive show. Bunch of stuff. And also they're working on a new live-action Mighty Ducks film. I actually work for the company that made the jerseys for that movie. So if you don't, if you've never heard of the Mighty Ducks, it's a great movie about hockey and awesome kids stupid farting fart noises fart jokes it's fucking amazing animal crossing 2019 uh there's there's not really a title for this but they're it's the new animal crossing game for the switch and it's there it's on track to release for 2019 they they put it on their list of products they're probably going to announce it at e3 this year so animal crossing fans get hype uh pokemon jewelry I had to talk about this because I love – I'm not a big fan of, like, fancy jewelry, but I love anything anime-related that becomes jewelry. So there's these really – these, like, legit, like, this gold, 14-karat gold, silver, um, 
I think it's plated though. It's not like actual. So like they're cheaper, you know. But there's earrings. There's there's these heart earrings with Pikachu sitting inside of the heart. These bracelets, uh, Espeon and Umbreon earrings, necklaces with Pikachu and a Pokeball and some flowers. It's super cute. I fucking love it. There's this Ditto necklace that's super cute. I love it. Fucking amazing. If you go to the Pokemon website, I believe you can buy them. The Pokemon official website, you can buy them there. Because, like I said, I'm not trying to mention things that you can only get in Japan. If you go to Japan, I'm trying to just, like, obviously, you can get access to these. You can go to the Pokemon website and buy them. Square Enix announces E3 2019 conference. So there's going to be a conference for Square Enix at E3 2019, which is in June. If they're announcing a conference, that means there's going to be some hype shit from Square Enix. Obviously, they're probably going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake, which you either really care about it or you don't care about it at all. I'm one of the people who don't really care about it, to be honest with you. I mean, I had that journey when I was younger, and then I had Advent Children, and then I played Crisis Core, and that's all I needed. I don't really need anything else with Final Fantasy VII, to be honest with you. So, great story, great game. I don't really care about the remake. But they're obviously going to talk about that, but I have a feeling that they're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Hopefully they're going to be talking about the Avengers game that they're making. That is what I'm most excited for. Um, Avengers like Endgame is also this weekend. And I, I was going to, you know, I wanted to go opening night like today, but I just not going to do it. I don't want to get trampled at the door, but I hope that it has something. I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with the movies or anything, but just square Enix making a Marvel thing is just like, Oh man, Making a DC thing, making a Marvel thing. We do know that a lot of people at Square Enix love American comic properties. Um, Tetsuya Nomura has designed uh, figure arts, figures of like Batman and Joker and Harley Quinn. And Tetsuya Nomura, he's the guy who did Kingdom Hearts and some other Final Fantasy games. You know, they love comics. They love American comics. So that's super dope. We're going to get into some anime stuff. Okay, thank you. Check that out, okay? Um, so let's get into the anime stuff, okay? Let's do it. Dragon Ball Super Broly, the producer, addresses the series' continuation. With the blockbuster movie in the bank, the franchise is climbing popularity polls worldwide as Goku becomes more hyped than ever before. As the series grows, fans are becoming more curious about Dragon Ball's plans for the future. When the producer Dragon Ball Super Broly gave an answer, fans were none too happy. Um, so there's a couple of things about this that I, I'm feeling weird about because he's saying the producer guy is basically saying that there's nothing fixed right now. We're looking forward to it as eagerly as everyone else is basically what he said. And fans were not happy with that answer. But the Dragon Ball Super manga is currently in an arc that is centering around Majin Buu right now. I haven't read it. I just know that that's where it's at. So it's really weird that you're saying like, oh, we don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> you know maybe they're going to just let the manga go for a bit. They don't want to give anyone a solid answer. And maybe they're just going to let the manga go for a little bit. And then, you know, uh, then maybe do something. So that way they can produce like a large chunk of episodes weekly, you know, like they did with the last, with the, the first half of Dragon Ball Super. But yeah, speaking of Dragon Ball though, that 30th anniversary Dragon Ball Z collection thing I mentioned and how you have to pre-order it. And if they get to 6,000 or 5,000 pre-orders, that that's when they'll make it. And if they don't make it, then they're just going to refund you. 
I checked the updated pre-order numbers because they have it right on the website where you can order it. They have the the numbers there to show you just so they can be, you know, transparent with how many pre-orders it's getting. You have to remember that I told you guys that that ends on May 5th or May 4th. The pre-order closes then. And right now it's not even sitting at halfway. So if you spent $300 on that, just be prepared to get like a bank statement back saying that it got refunded or, you know, make sure you're checking your credit card statements and all that stuff. Just keep up with it. Cause I don't think it's going to go through. I think you guys are going to get refunded. Just saying, okay, sorry to kick you in the pants and in the, in the, in the butthole, but that's what it is. I, I don't know. It just seems like I said, it was a weird thing. You had to pre-order. It has to get to certain pre-orders. Like, I, just, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, all right, here we go. Hello Kitty powers up on her own superhero manga. Fuck yeah, dude. Remember the for her anniversary and coincided with Gundam's anniversary, they did like a, a big robot battle and she fought alongside Amuro Ray and the RX-78 in the in the little shorts webisode things that they made. She's now in her own superhero Sentai manga written by Toshi Toshiki Inoue, who also did Sword Guy and Kamen Rider 555 and illustrated by Shakua Shinkai. They are writing a new manga called Power the Kitty Ichi, Ichiguman. Power the Kitty Ichiguman. Power the Kitty. Power the cat face. I can't wait to fucking read this thing and just get super, 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 super duper hype about it. Fucking love Hello Kitty. I love cats. Cat Shit 1. You should watch Cat Shit 1. So here we go. I got a lot of stuff right here, okay? Then we're going to, I'll tell you when the when I'm towards the end and get into my opinion at the end, all right? Uh, speaking of Anime Central, by the way, if you're going, uh, Ki- Kiyono Yasuno is going to be a guest. Okay, she's done uh, Kazuna Ichigeki. She's been in Saikano, Wake Up Girls. She played Tina in Wake Up Girls. She played Megumi in Razor Boring Girlfriend. Ushio in Torres, she played Miyu- Mayuko. And she played Renner in Overlord 2. Uh, she was also in Cardcaptor Sakura, or performed theme songs in Cardcaptor Sakura and the Idolmaster Cinderella Girls in a restaurant to another world. So yeah, she's going to be there. So that's super dope. So if you got something from any of those anime, Macross, Delta, Aikatsu, any of those, uh, bring something for her to sign, yeah? Uh, Machikado Mazoku TV anime premieres in July. It's a four-coma manga, and it follows Yuko Yoshida, a 15-year-old girl who awakens one morning with demonic power and is tasked with defeating a logical, ma- a local magical girl. She has horns and a tail, but truthfully less power than an ordinary girl. She struggles to lift the curse of a 40,000 yen per month living. <laughs> uh, it seems like it's just supposed to be like magical girl demon stuff, but it's a four-coma manga, so it's probably going to be hilarious. Um, they look cute. Like the the style, the animation style looks really cute, and or not animation style, but the art style and the character design looks really cute. Uh, so I thought you'd like that. Sells at work spinoff manga about the platelets launches in May. Oh my god, that's really hype. That's gonna be super cute. I hope that gets an anime. I I'd love to watch that. Just anime solely about the platelets. Like you knew as soon as they came on screen, episode one, you knew they were gonna be popular as fuck. So I mean, boom. Uh, Super Neptunia RPG game launches in June for PS4, Switch, and PC. Yeah, all the Neptunia games have always been on PC, so that's super dope. Um, but I know there's a lot of super uh, or hyper-dimension Neptunia fans. Super Neptunia RPG game launches in June. It's going to be called Super Neptunia R- RPG. 
Sekai, Yo Uchu, Yo Katsumoto Seiyo, Ultimate RPG Sengen for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and June 25th, and in North America, June 28th. So there you go. Uh, the game Steam version will launch on June 20th, and but if you want a physical version, you know you can get on the PS4 and Switch, obviously, as well. Uh, but I am a big Steam person, so... Uh, this anime looks super fucking cool. It's called Shinchuka Ichiban. There's a new teaser anime out for it. If you you might recognize the art style right away. Uh, the the person who did the character design also did Shining Hearts, Ark the Lad, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, and then the animation director is actually the guy who did Flip Flappers and Seraph the End and Ico Incarnation. Those animes had great animation. So, I mean, I'm super hyped for it. But basically, the manga is set during, or the story is set during a fictitious 19th century China where chefs from all over China competed in culinary tests of ability and being a master chef granted one respect and authority. And the story centers around the chef Lu, Zhe- Lu Mao Jing, who's a young chef from Sichuan. If you know about, anything about sh- uh, Chinese cuisine, there's four major reasons. There's Hunan, Sichuan, and, like, two others. And they all have, like different like flavors and mixing of flavors and it's just really cool but um yeah i i imagine it's going to be not so much like food wars but more so like food wars is more of like a school setting this is more of like they like they're going up against these people called the dark cooking society you know what it means this is more like let's rise up with our chef abilities against the asshole chefs who are assholes because my Chicken Hunan is better than your Chicken Hunan. Anyway, Samurai 8 manga preview chapter debuts on English Shonen Jump site on Friday. This new manga called Samurai 8, I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, Samurai 7 or anything. But it's supposed to be super cool. There's not a lot of details out about it. We're going to publish a preview chapter, and it's called Samurai 8, The Tale of Hachimaru. Is this the same artist as Naruto? Oh, yeah, by Mar- by Naruto manga creator Masashi Kishimoto and manga artist Akira Okubo. Dude, yeah, th- th- this could be a new, the new shonen added to the list of many shonens that could go. The mangas, this is the manga, obviously, so probably in a couple years' time, we'll get an anime adaptation, or in a year's time, and they'll just fucking, you know, catch up with it all quick, and then we'll have to wait three fucking years for a new damn season. God! I'm mad now. Anyway. 2019 free compilation film reveals teaser visual and title it's called free road to the world kyo annie uh it's a compilation film of the series the 12th and final episode of free dad to the future which aired last september ended with the message see you in 2020 the series premiered last july uh i think danny was probably the only one of us that watched it but yeah this is supposed to compile uh of that series so there you go if you're into the free um build-a-bear is going to launch exclusives for detective pikachu so there's a psyduck and a snubble and there's different outfits that you can there's like a luxury ball outfit for snubble there's like a little pink vest and uh bows for snubble a luxury ball outfit for psyduck a little raincoat outfit for psyduck so if you're into build-a-bear i love build-a-bear build-a-bear is fucking amazing you can build so many bears just build all the bears. All, all the bears. Plus, they always do Nintendo-like collab things. They've done Pikachu. They've done... I think they've done some Super Mario stuff, too. Yeah, Build-A-Bear is fucking cool, dude. I love Build-A-Bear. 
Haruichi launches Star Wars Leia Ojo no Shirin manga on May 4th. The Line manga app, which I've never even heard of. I don't even know if what that is. I think I probably mentioned that on a newscast a bit ago. But there's a manga app called The Line, or Line, uh, L-I-N-E, announced on Thursday that Haruichi will launch the Star Wars Leia Ojo no Shirin princess test manga on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. The story centers on 16-year-old Leia Organa as she faces a mandatory test in preparation for becoming Queen of Alderaan. Leia is busy with her studies of various topics such as politics and martial arts. She falls in love with the intellectual and kind-hearted fellow Alderian Kia, whom she meets at Youth Parliament. Meanwhile, Leia is fearful of the expansion of the Empire's tyrannical rule, and she learns the important secret of her parents. So that's that's kind of dope. Like I, I'm looking at the art right now. Yeah, that's it's pretty sweet. Um, Yusaku Komiyama launched the manga, manga adaptation of Claudia Gray's Lost Stars novel in 2017 and uh, also did Avengers Zombies Assemble. So there you go. That's super dope. Um, I, I don't know if you ever read the the original trilogy of Star Wars mangas. Um, those are kind of weird, but like they're, they're cool in their own way. They're, I think they're produced by Viz also. You can just look that up and read those. I uh, got some Persona 5 news, which I, I know people on the Discord already talked about, but I just want to mention it for the people who aren't on our Discord and uh, who didn't catch it when the uh, people posted in Discord. But so remember last newscast, I mentioned that the Persona 5 had an announcement saying, ooh, a new Persona thing is coming, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, it's this. <laughs> and we were people were saying that I hope it's a Switch port for Persona 5. That is not the case. <laughs> that is... Um, Persona 5 will launch Persona 5 The Royal. The game will feature the new character Kasumi Yoshizawa and the new confidant character Takuro Maruki. The game will reveal the untold third school semester and have a new school life and phantom life content. And new features will also include status assist, more songs, enhanced graphics with PlayStation 4 Pro support. So... I remember, too, when I mentioned this in the last newscast, or the when I mentioned this new Persona news, not in the last one, but the one before, whichever one it was, was that um, it could be like Persona 3, where Persona 3 had the expansion uh, Persona 3 FES, or Persona 4 Gold, Persona 4 and Persona 4 Gold. I mean, it seems like that's like a normal thing with these Persona games now, especially from 3 onwards. So I'll actually believe Persona 2 did it as well. But, yeah, there's always, like, an expansion. So, I mean, I've heard Persona 5 is a really hyped game, so I've still got to play it. The other bit of news, though, was that there is uh, is a Persona 5 game coming to Switch. It's just not Persona 5 itself. It's called Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers, and it's coming for PS4 and Switch. Basically, it's like a hack-and-slash hack uh, action role-playing game that's where you play Persona 5 characters and you go around and you fight a bunch of bitches. Kind of like, you know, the Hyrule Warriors or Dynasty Warriors. Those games like that. So, sorry. Not a Switch port of Persona 5, but a new Persona 5 game for the Switch. Um, PA Works producer expresses desire to work with Jun Maeda on new original project. Both the official Japanese and English Twitter accounts for the PA Works Animation Studio reveal on April 18th and 19th, respectively, that studio producer Mitsushito Suji would like to work on a new original work with writer Jun Maeda. Uh, Maeda first collaborated with PA Works to develop Angel Beats, 
Maeda is a well-known artist or a well-known writer for visual arts, keen visual novels, Kanan, Air, Clanad, and Little Busters, and could wafter and other things like that. So I don't know if that means they're going to make another visual novel, but it sounds like it's going to be a show that they want to work on and not a visual novel. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Wise 9, Monstrum Knox for the PS4 game launches in Japan September 26th. There's no news about it coming to the U.S., but, you know, I know a lot of my gamer friends out there, they have Asia PlayStation Network accounts, so they'll play it anyway. But Wise is a very popular series. I've never played any of them. I think I tried playing the, one of the original ones, like on Sega Saturn, and I don't remember much of it. But it's a very famous series. You can find a bunch of them, actually, on Steam. The anime part of it, like the, the, the character designs of all the Wise games are super, super, super sick. Um, it kind of makes me want to play it. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no no news of it coming to America. But, as I said, I mention it because I know a lot of my friends have uh, PlayStation Network accounts in Japan. And, you know, the other Wise games came to America. So, um, Dragon Ball Fighters games pre video previews goku from dragon ball gt so the new season of characters for season past or fighters past two the characters announced so far were jiren videl and broly and gogeta sgss so jiren and videl were first they announced that broly and gogeta blue were the last two of it but we weren't going to get them till the end so nobody knows who the middle one is um, or the middle two are, except for now we know it's Kid Goku from GT, but nobody knows who the second of the middle two are. So that's pretty exciting. Um, he, one of his supers is he turns to, uh, he turns into uh, Super Saiyan three Goku and does Kamehameha, and then he, the other one is I think it's level three supers. He turns into Super Saiyan four and does like the Dragon Punch thing. So that's super hype. I am probably gonna buy him just because. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Toonami premieres Lupin the Third Part 5 anime on June 15th. So if you haven't seen Lupin the Third Part 5, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the last part of the franchise. It's where they go to modern France, do shit there. Part 4 was the uh, La, La Italia Aventura, where they were in Italy. That one I didn't finish. I wasn't big on it, but I've heard Lupin the Third Part 5 was actually super cool. Um, the animation was dope. The art style was super dope. I mean, I've heard it was pretty good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that. There's this new anime coming out called Maiden, or oh, not Maiden. Maiden Japan is the company that licensed it, um, but it's called This Art Club Has a Problem. Uh, a totally ordinary art club at the totally ordinary Sukimori Middle School. There, Subaru Uchimaki squanders his artistic talent on his true passion and life's mission. Drawing the ideal 2D wife. Club member Mizuki Asami finds herself with a crush on the hopeless Uchimaki. The seemingly uninterested club president is always sleeping, but he keeps a close eye on Uchimaki and Usami's antics. So that's pretty that's, that's pretty funny. He's like, I gotta draw the ideal 2D waifu. Uh sounds like Nick. Sounds like uh sounds like Nick there. That's that's Nick if he was ever an artist in an art club. That is super funny. All right, here's the last couple of pieces of news, and we'll get into my opinion piece, and then then we'll talk about uh, more Pornhub things I found today. No, I'm just kidding. A couple pieces of news, and we're on to the big piece, okay? Konami reveals lineup for their May 16th release of 
Castlevania Anniversary Collection game. That is super dope. Um, the U- official U.S. PlayStation blog announced on Thursday that Konami's Castlevania Anniversary Collection game collection will launch on the PlayStation 4 digitally on May 16th. Konami additionally revealed the full lineup that will be included in the collection. There's eight games total. Castlevania, Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse, Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge. I don't know why I said that out of order. It's listed out of order for some reason. But yeah, basically the first three Castlevania games. Super Castlevania 4, which is just Castlevania 4. Castlevania Bloodlines, which is the Sega game. The the Sega Castlevania game. Kid Dracula. Castlevania The Adventure. And Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. You know what? That's that's cool. I just don't understand why you'd have Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge and then Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Bel- Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge is the Game Boy version of Castlevania um, it is a different story, but like, I, I'm really kind of weirded out that you would put Super Castlevania four, but you wouldn't put, you wouldn't put, uh, Castlevania, Super Castlevania X or Dracula X, which was the other one on Super Nintendo. It was also on the PC engine. Um, or it's also called Castlevania Rondo of Blood. The one with, uh, Richter Belmont. I have no idea why you wouldn't include that. You just put Richter in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But you didn't put his game in this lineup? You fucked up, fam. You fucked up. I guess it says here at the bottom, too, Konami recently released the Castlevania Requiem, Symphony of the Night, and Rondo of Blood game collection digitally for the PS4 in October. Um, If you don't know what that is, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night was a PS1 game, and Rondo of Blood was the PC Engine game, which I think was also on PS1. But they basically happened like one right after the other, so that's why they released the uh, they released it as a duo digitally on the PS4. Uh, those are Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night are perhaps my favorite Castlevania games, aside from some of the Game Boy Advance ones. But for real, like I don't know, it just seems weird that you wouldn't include Rondo of Blood even just the PC Engine version of it, because the PC Engine version is like actually like a great port of it. But anyway, so there's that. This is probably the, the, the biggest piece of news before I got my opinion piece at the end, okay? TMS Entertainment opens anniversary YouTube channel with over 100 classic anime episodes. Bruh. Bruh. Anime production studio TMS Entertainment open an official YouTube channel to celebrate its 55th anniversary. It's offering over 100 episodes for free from the studio's classic series until January, 2020. So for a year or a little less than a year, we're getting this. Okay. Some of these series are region locked while others are available in the U S the channel is currently offering the first three or more episodes from loop on the third, the Rose of Versailles, Sonic X, Saint Seiya, the lost canvas, Ashitano Joe, buzzer beater, Kyojin no Hoshi and attack number one. The channel will continue to add more series until it reaches over 400-some episodes in a span of 130 different series. The TMS Entertainment's career began when it broadcast a Big X in 1964. That's if you, if you don't know who TMS Entertainment is. But they're also responsible for the Fruits Basket reboot currently happening in this spring season. So that's really awesome. Happy 55th birthday. That's fucking crazy. For free, okay? That's free anime, okay? So even if you don't have Netflix or Crunchyroll or whatever, up your butt, okay? Shove it up your ass. No excuse. If it's on YouTube, no excuse. Also, speaking of anime that's on YouTube, 
the Gundam official YouTube channel uploads like they literally just upload Gundam series on there for free. Bunch of them. Gundam Build Fighters, Build Fighters Try. I think Iron Blooded Orphans is on there both seasons. I think uh, Origins is on there too. You got no excuse to not watch Gundam. Go fuck yourself, okay? Shove it up your butt. All right, here's my big piece. You're speaking of Gundam, okay? Here's my opinion piece on this. So, like a couple, like a couple months ago on the newscast, like probably when I was still in the the single digit episode numbers of the newscast, I had mentioned that back in was it back like in like in the winter, like the end of the begin, like the middle of winter. I announced that, or, or maybe we talked about it when we still did news on the regular podcast, but Legendary Pictures, the executive vice president of production, Kale Boyder, met with Bandai Namco Holdings president and representative director, Mitsuaki Taguchi, and they both appeared at to at Anime Expo. And, oh, yeah, Anime Expo 2018. There we go. Um, they 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 were there and they were talking about the live action Gundam and they re- they released that like very vague teaser poster of like a planet with like a, a shooting star or meteor coming around the orbit of it. And the reason I bring we're getting details here and there and I didn't want to give too much of an opinion on it because there's not very much details at all. But a new like article came out where they they talked about how the deal came about. And one of the re- biggest reasons it came about was because there's actually a cameo of Gundam Unicorn in the second Pacific Rim movie. And it's just like a statue of Gundam Unicorn that gets toppled by one of the kaiju monsters or something like that. But that is like, it, it's really weird that that's one of the reasons why like that deal came about. But anyway, I, well, I guess it's not that weird. But I want to talk about this for just a minute, Okay. Because we had we had a live action Gundam movie before. It was actually done by a, a, a Canadian um, film studio, and it was called G Savior. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. Um, it was its own Gundam story. It wasn't adapting any uh, previous Gundam story. It was its own, but it wasn't bad. It, it just wasn't good. You know, it's not like it's I, it's really boring, if anything. But the reason I want to talk about it is because. I've seen I've seen a lot of people get hype about it because it's like oh but they're actually talking to Bandai Namco people they're actually talking to the Bandai, Bandai Namco Holdings president and representative director and they're also talking to you know the other Sunrise employees who are production managers and stuff like that and marketing people and whatever you know it's not just another Hollywood bust where they just do this do that no there's something you got to know is that they always talk to, like, they're always talking to to people, okay? Whether from the, the the original creators and stuff like that. It's how much they're talking to them that we don't really know about. No one really knows how much they're being uh, referred to or how much they're going to them for details and all that stuff, okay? The, the issue is this, is that just because they were at Anime Expo at a panel sitting together talking to you, doesn't mean anything. There was a lot of people commenting on this article, on the article I found it on. A lot of people were commenting on it saying things like, oh, man, that's exciting. That's this. That's that. And, you know, they're talking real close and together. And it's like, dude, it's not that hype. I don't know. It's just not that hype. I, I, I'm i not holding my breath. That's all I'm saying. Because that could mean jack squat. That could be the only time they talk. Because you know what? 
the King of Fighters live action movie, one of the creators of like the game story was on set for over pretty much most of shooting. He was on set and he said it was amazing. <laughs> so like their opinion of stuff and how we make films of their stuff is vastly different, okay? A bunch of a lot of people in Japan liked Scarlett Johansson as the major from the Argos in the Shell movie. You know what I mean? A lot of Japanese people were like, dude, ScarJo is fucking awesome. Like she's gonna do she's gonna do that amazing. That's gonna be sick. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the culture over there is that they don't understand how we deal with representation here and stuff like that because America's so diverse. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not worried about anything that controversial with the Gundam movie. I'm just saying that the, their opinions on stuff, whether they're on set or how much we're talking to them, is not going to mean shit to us because it's very different. And I'm not holding my breath for a Gundam movie, the Gundam movie, even though it's by Legendary Pictures, and I know they've done large-scale things like this before. You know, I, I'm just gonna stick with the, <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with the anime and the manga. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, it's one of those things where like. You you, t- you tell a friend about it and they they reply they go yeah I'll see it like you know what I mean it's like I wouldn't buy Men in Black on DVD or Blu-ray like Men in Black three I wouldn't buy it okay but if it was on Netflix I might like watch a little bit of it <laughs> like you know I got I'm you know I'm, not, I'm already paying for it I might watch a little bit no big deal it's like it's one of those things okay so. Gundam fans, let me know what you think. Let me know. I know this newscast ran a little long, but I hope you guys don't mind that. I had a lot of news today that I wanted to go over because there was actually some stuff I missed last week. And you know what? For my peeps that have to work on the weekend, here you go. This one's for you. I know there's a lot of Discord homies that work on the weekend, so that's what's up. Okay. Thanks for listening every week. Go to links.nmsummit.net. You can find everything right there, of course. And as always, I've been Sam the Bomb, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.